can hear you. I can hear you, bitch. Um. Oh, we're doing it now. What's up, Buttercups? Welcome to another amazing installment of Two Happy Hoes. This is Rachel on the mic. Um, If you all had previously listened to our last podcast, you would know that Chelsea and I are doing solo episodes for uh, the next two weeks. So she previously did hers. Go check it out. Um, And I am doing mine this week. So yay! Um, but it just kind of happened that way because she was going to Bali and so she wouldn't be in town to, you know, um, record with me. And we just, with recent events and everything, we just decided to both do open letters to our exes, um, cause it just seemed timely and honestly, um, why the fuck not? Right. Um, so we're just going to get started. Hopefully you all don't get tired of hearing my long ass monologues and my voice. So, um, this week on Two Bitter Bitches, um, well, I am one bitter bitch and it's because I am in the land of Corona and we all know Corona shows no mercy and... It's it's way so I was talking to my student the other day and they were talking about how they're an introvert and essentially self-isolating by choice hits way different than uh or versus, you know, as a governmental mandate and I never fucked with something more like I I really vibe with that cuz I am an introvert and I am someone that um I, I do need time to recharge and refresh from social interactions and uh, all that stuff, but I am also someone that needs quality time with those that they love in order to um, also feel alive and well and good. So it's it's just weird kind of not being, and it, not even really being able to like go outside, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh coronavirus, you know, (laughs) sorry, Cardi, I just butchered that, but, uh, you know, she won't even let me go outside to mother nature. I'm not even an outdoorsy bitch, but you know, I, I want the choice to be able to go outside and like experience her and be all up in her, you know? Um, but I'm stuck here in my house And then, you know, you always have to put things in perspective and it's like, at least I have a house for now. Um, And, you know, all these things. So I get it, but also I'm still a bitter bitch about it. Um, And also the fact that I'm very, I, I do struggle with depression. And so when I don't have a regularly scheduled routine or something like that, I, I tend to fall not deep into a depression, but like into a funk, you know what I'm saying? And I feel, I feel that coming. I've been trying to maintain a routine of, you know, getting up, washing my face, brushing my teeth, you know, like I'm getting ready for the day to go somewhere when really I'm just going to be like 
showing off for the lamp in my living room but um which by the way there was this really funny uh meme that was like me day eight after the lamp says something funny or (laughs) something and it was like Kylie Jenner laughing while doing her makeup and I'm like wow so fucking relatable um these inanimate objects will now become my friends um Toy Story will become real um but yeah so that's kind of what I'm bitter about I'm just um And I definitely quarantine yourselves and like self-isolate. Social distancing is key. Like I'm not, I'm not out here being like, fuck it, be reckless and be like all these fucking millennials that are like, it's not even really millennials. I think it's more Gen Z. Yeah. Cause if y'all are watching like folks still going to Miami and stuff like that, partying their life away. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like y'all ain't taking shit serious. So yeah, definitely social distance, self-isolate, whatever you need. Um, But I'll probably post on the Two Happy Hoes account to see what y'all are doing to, you know, maintain a, a level of, honestly, sanity during, during this time. So yay moving right along we're gonna go to you don't need them sis uh one of our favorite segments so i know last week chelsea was talking about um you know men that will sit there and compliment on your appearance or just like anything about you um which fuck those dudes fuck them um but i really wanted to talk about fuck a fuck a I'm a nice dude okay I hate I'm sorry but I hate men who are like who think they're just so nice um which nice is kind of an arbitrary word in general but like there is this mentality that nice guys get like uh what is it looked over by like fuck boys or like all these men essentially or nice dudes are just friend zoned or all of these things and it pisses me off because odds are if you're calling yourself a nice dude you're probably not as nice as you think you are and also um why is a friends like being friend zoned wrong. I read something like a long time ago and it was honestly like y'all wouldn't be so concerned about being friend zoned if you actually valued friendship from women <laughs> and you didn't just want to be friends with them to fuck them. Um and so really that's what I just want to use this space for because I really hate a I'm a nice dude kind of thing or like I'm nice I don't deserve this or all this stuff because most of the time I mean men are not okay and so when I hear like I'm a nice dude odds are you're probably nice for a little bit, but it's it's with it's with the incentive that you want to get something, which most of the time is sex, um, or you know you're nice up to a point, um, and then when you don't get what you want, which is either you know the relationship with the woman or uh, or sex, like then you end up 
acting brand new and like your true colors end up coming out. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's happened to me a couple of times. I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people out there. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, be a decent man, be, be a decent person. Um, but if you're out here trying to be like, I'm so nice, like, so I deserve to have this woman as my girlfriend, or I deserve to have this person as my partner, like, first of all, you don't, like, you, you are not entitled to anyone's relationship or anyone, anyone's, like, love or body or respect or time, like, I think we all need to get out of this mentality but also most of the time if you think that as I said it's it's really it's really your own shit (laughs) that you need to work through and um it really has nothing to do with with the woman because because it just sounds like a 4chan thread you know what I'm saying like I've never been on 4chan or like reddit or anything like that but like you hear about the 4chan trolls or like the reddit trolls and like men who sit there and like degrade women uh but they claim that they're just so nice they're such a nice dude um or we even see them like typecasted in like the media where the woman always ends up going for the bad boy or like the fuck boy and then um you know their their best guy friend is just on the side waiting for them to like fall in love with them and realize that the dude that's treating like them like shit isn't the one but they can give them the love that they deserve and it's like that may be true, but it also can be the love that she doesn't want or she doesn't need or she's not ready to have right now. And that is completely okay. Um, but yeah, I still think a lot of that mentality is rooted in patriarchy and the fact that you think you have the power or are entitled to a woman's heart and you're not. So you're probably not that nice, but just want just want to go through that and uh let y'all know uh fuck a nice dude or fuck a I'm a nice dude um so steer clear steer clear sis um this week on oh she tripping um i i definitely i want to say that i don't travel as much as chelsea um i do I've traveled more in the past um, than right now. I'm kind of like landlocked outside of just coronavirus. um, I'm also just landlocked right now in general. Um, But I did want to share with you all my decision to move out to the Bay. Um, I've talked to quite a few people about it, um, but it's honestly the most precarious decision I've ever made in my life um I can't say the most impromptu but kind of um and I've hinted in past podcasts that I had 2019 was a rough ass year for me like I think it was rough for everyone I mean not compared now to 2020 but like 2019 was a pretty fucked up year for me um you know I was I was in a really bad relationship. I 
I um, was working at a job that I I learned a lot from, um, but it just wasn't bringing me joy and happiness, and it wasn't in a space where I felt like I could really thrive. Um, and I took a trip to come see my friends because I had worked uh, in the Bay back in 2017. So I had built some friends here. And so I came out here and talked to folks. And essentially after that, they they kind of offered me an opportunity to come work out here for a limited amount of time. And I'm a type of person that when I <laughs> I enter professional experiences or um, anything to do with like jobs or housing, and it's I really think it's due to growing up like poor and like all these things, but I, I get a lot of anxiety around like, wow, I'm going to be houseless or I need to over apply to all these positions because I need to get a job. I must be employed. And I think ultimately that's why I lasted so long in my last position because the idea of being unemployed or not being able to take care of myself or my my family or others like really um really causes me mass anxiety so um but I was so unhappy that when this opportunity arose even though I knew it was just like a temporary uh, appointment, I I had to leap at the opportunity. I just needed a new headspace. I needed a, I don't know, I just needed a different form of scenery. And I, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, maybe Chelsea can edit that out. She probably won't though, but um, so yeah, I I got the call to to take on the position, and then literally immediately I had to give my two weeks notice, and within two weeks I was out living in California from Michigan, and um, even though now I'm at a space where um, like in less than a month my contract's up, and I'm not quite sure what's going to happen in terms of my job or um, my my living situation or anything like that because, um, you know, the coronavirus and a lot of folks aren't exactly hiring or operating businesses right now. Um, I still wouldn't have traded my decision for the world. I'm so much happier, happier out here. Like, um, it is better weather. Um, it's also just I'm I'm working in an environment that I I actively want to get up and support my fellow colleagues and uh, do do the work that I thought I I didn't like essentially. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing so much better out here. There's just so much better food. Um, there's so much better like places to go. And I love the fact that I can just like go to the city. I can leave the city. Uh, Oakland's pretty dope, right? Like, I don't know. I And so I will say my decision to move to the Bay was like, oh, 
you know, I'll come out here because I really thought I was in love with the Bay Area. But now that I realize it, I'm really just in love with my friends that I've made here and the community that I've made here. So if they leave, I really don't think there would be much out here for me. Um, but for right now, they're still here. So I'm still here. Uh, the only other places I would really move at this point in time, if it wasn't like overseas, uh, would probably just be Chicago because I've always loved Chicago um, or DC. I really, I really like DC. And I know Chelsea would advocate for me probably living in DC because then I would be closer to her. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that, I just wanted to kind of shed some light on my little, my little trip over here to the Bay. It was the most stressful experience because I had never moved cross country in such a short amount of time especially um, like shipping all my boxes, which I did not ship my boxes properly at all. Like I'm surprised my dishes made it here intact. I only broke two glasses. So I'm like really proud of myself, you know, really proud. Um, moving right along, we're going to move into white people are not okay. So... <laughs> I'm sure you all are aware that we are in the middle of a fucking pandemic and Susie and Bob want to go clear out the shelves at the grocery stores because they can. And I'm here to say you're not fucking okay, especially because then I see all these fucking memes of you all clearing out all the meat and shit yet all the seasonings are untouched. What the fuck, Karen? What the fuck? Like, how dare you take all the food and everything like that just to not season it? Like, you're just so, you're sick. You're sick. Um, <laughs> and it's also just like an act of obviously like internalized capitalism and like the fact that they can just go to these stores and do it right like they have the money they have the time they have the 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 resources to sit here and like stock up on everything take toilet paper which by the way I and you know some people are going to disagree with me but if the end of the world were really about to come fuck some dignity like I'm I'm not buying toilet paper. Like, if I need toilet paper, yeah, I'll buy it. But, like, if I had to go without it, I will. I'll hop my ass in the shower. Like, I think people are losing sight of the fact that, like, I can't eat toilet paper, right? I can't drink toilet paper. I need things to survive. And at the end of the day, toilet paper is a luxury that a lot of places don't have. Um, and I really think it is an American-centered thing of us you know, hoarding the toilet paper, um, which still pisses me off, but it's also like not the main thing that pisses me off. Um, but yeah, all these suburbanites are out here just like, or just like rich and wealthy people in general, you know, taking everything off the shelves, leaving nothing for anyone else. Um, and it's really shitty. Like, I luckily I I have enough food and stuff to hopefully last me for 
the next couple of weeks because I'm hoping after the next couple of weeks people will chill out and grocery stores will be able to be restocked. Um, but, you know, I sit there and think about older older folks um, who are more obviously susceptible to to the virus and those are pre-existing conditions and stuff like that. And especially elderly folks, you know, sometimes they can uh, move slower around the grocery store or like won't be able to carry as many things or, or just stuff like that. And it, it's just really fucked up. Or I've heard like people, uh, pharmacies having to stop or put a cap on how many like over-the-counter drugs people are going to go get because people are just stocking up and they don't even have the virus like or they're not even sick and that's the thing like if you're not sick or let's say you have the virus right but you're asymptomatic like why are you out here like stocking up on all this shit (sighs) i'm tired i'm motherfucking tired like chill out chill out Becky and Sam, okay? I'm over it. (sighs) But yeah, so white people are not okay. And they think that they own the earth. And they will continue to do this savagery for as long as they live. So hope you all are doing well out there in the pandemic. I will say one of the things that I think is kind of slept on are cultural markets So although they don't have everything, right, um, a lot of cultural markets still have like fundamental stuff, um, at least from what I've heard and what I've experienced, like, like rice or even like, uh, is it non-perishable goods like ramen and, um, you know, packaged stuff, uh, soup. Um, so if you need something quick or, Um, just stuff that's going to last you and be preserved. Um, So obviously maybe not the fresh stuff, but um, I encourage you all to try a cultural market um, because they they might be able to help you. And also hashtag support local businesses, right? Um, So this week in our POC business shout out, She actually didn't fill out the fucking sheet, but when she came to visit me, I told her that I wanted to give her a shout out on here. Uh, My girl, Brittany, she does photography and she's based in Ann Arbor, Michigan right now, but may be willing to travel, question mark, question mark, Um, unsure. And also, you know, we're all kind of landlocked right now, so, you know, whatever, but um yeah she she's taking some dope photos of me she you know takes dope photos of her friends and like other folks um it's really a passion of hers so if y'all want to uh take advantage of b read photography um you can go to b dot read r-e-e-d photo um on instagram um so yeah, that's where she will be. That's where she's at. And you can kind of take a look at some of her artwork, maybe give her a follow, um, maybe share if you want to. And yeah, shout out Brittany. Love you, girl. 
So now um, we're going to get to the real tea um, of my <laughs> solo episode. Mine's probably going to be a little longer than Chelsea's, um, which I think is fine if you all want to tune in to continue listening to my voice. Um, but I I wanted to write an open letter to my next um kind of it just just thinking about the place where I am in my life so just want to give a little context before getting into it um as I said I had a really shitty year um and I think after this past relationship it's really taught me that um it's really taught me about like trauma and like harm and like healing and boundaries and all these things that I am trying to figure out and navigate um, and and discover and practice as I continue through like romantic journeys with partners and just really being more introspective on my needs in relationships and also how am I being a good partner to others. I also want to say that even though I'm going to highlight some past experiences with um, my exes, I do want to say like I, I am a type of person. I'll I'll always have love for the people that I've loved, and I I don't have any bad feelings or harbor any bad feelings at the moment. But I I did want to kind of highlight my experiences to talk about how I'm moving forward, how I'm healing, and how I'm becoming better. So yeah, I wanted to write a letter to my next. Um, I hope you all enjoy. If not, you know, whatever. Um, I did find this kind of therapeutic, writing it down, also a little intimidating, and I don't I'm normally never this vulnerable about my feelings or this raw, especially even individual, let alone on a public platform. So please be gentle with me if you all want to criticize. (laughs) Um, But okay, we will dive in. So this one goes out to all the boys I loved before. Shout out Netflix. Uh, So when I love someone, I end up falling so deep that I can't find my way out. This is equally one of my greatest strengths, but also one of my biggest faults. Um, I've had the luck of falling in love three times in my life already. Number one, embodying the quintessential first love that I continued to talk to on and off for several years after the breakup and secretly thought that we would end up together The second being with someone that had been so hurt and broken by someone else that I served as the person to pick up the pieces. And my last, most recent love, we met like any great millennials do, Tinder. Um, And we were in love in two weeks and also moved in together just as fast. He served as my ultimate love, but also my worst enemy. All of these men had one thing in common, they weren't capable of loving me. This wasn't completely their fault in that one, 
insert cliche quote here, hurt people hurt people. Two, most of us were socialized to conflate abuse and trauma with love. And three, I didn't know what I needed within a relationship. And this resulted in me giving so much of myself within relationships that I would lose myself. I am a Cancer sun sign at heart, so when people end up falling for my independent, I don't need no man bravado, shout out to all my bad bitches out there, <laughs> um, they end up uh, they end up finally seeing the undercover sweetheart part of myself and either consciously or sometimes unconsciously take advantage. And me... Being so attracted and intoxicated in love with those that are toxic allow them to push and break boundaries that I never even knew that I had. I still remember the times you would go missing for weeks on end and then show up at my place shit-faced, sorry, and claiming you were finally ready to love me. I remember the time you cheated on me with your ex and the lie lingered in the house for months with no apology. I remember how it took me a year to feel like I was over you. And you must have sensed it because of course you called me. Of course I remembered your number. Of course I picked up. And of course you disappeared again. You always had a way of making me feel so disposable. I remember how long it took for you to be genuinely interested in my life. The first half of our friendship consisted of me talking you off ledges after the many breakups with your ex and me hoping that if I just treated you well enough and showed you all of the things you deserved in a healthy relationship, you would somehow fall in love with me too. Obviously, I know now (laughs) that's not how love works, but you played along. I remember us fighting constantly because I would never live up to her and I would only prove to temporarily fill a void for you in her absence. I remember you calling me a psycho whenever I would even get slightly emotional. I remember you using me for sex. I remember being your secret. I remember you leaving me again for her. Now you, my last one, you were something different. I was so intoxicated by you Reflecting back, I should have known I only get that feeling for people who aren't good for me. I remember all the times you wouldn't introduce me to your family. I remember the addiction. I remember the abuse. I remember you leaving me mid-argument to go hang out and party with your friends time and time again. I remember you calling me at all hours of the night looking to be led into my apartment, even though you knew I had work early in the morning. I always remember all the nights you never even came back. I remember me paying for everything (laughs) and you still somehow making me feel horrible because I didn't want to give you money to front your drug dealing business. I remember the panic attacks. I remember wanting to die. I remember you somehow were able to make me feel like everything was still my fault. I remember getting to a point where I couldn't even discuss what was happening in our relationship with anyone because they were tired. I was tired. I remember you making me feel so alone and dependent on you that no matter how you treated me, I would always come back for more. 
And this is why I wanted to write an open letter to my next instead of just my ex because I recognize that all of these loves compounded on top of one another to lead me to where I am now, which is damaged but healing. I'm now at a place in my life where I want to learn to accept the love that won't leave me feeling broken in the end. I want to learn to accept healthy love from someone and not immediately resent it. I want to be able to love someone just as healthy in return. I want to feel whole on my own and not love someone like they're the piece that's missing from my life. So to my next love, I just ask you to be patient with me. I know I'll be triggered at times. I know I won't know how to handle half the love you throw at me because I've never been exposed to it. But I want you to know that I'm trying and I'm working on myself and I'm working on moving forward. Bell Hooks compares love to being a skill set that we all need to practice and learn as we continue throughout life. And I just want you to know that I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to grow in love, not only for you, but also for myself. So that was my little letter. Uh, um feeling a little exposed right now um but yeah if you all relate or like felt anything from it you know please let us know we we both obviously do the podcast for us but we also do it because we know a lot of people relate to shit that we talk about um So if you've ever had a really shitty ex or someone who's made you feel like you're undeserving of the love that is healthy and will help you grow and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, if if you've ever had that, um, please let us know, you know. We, We all love to heal together, community healing, community care, you know. Um, so that's the end of our episode for this week. The next episode, hopefully Chelsea and I will be coming back together, um, and we'll cook up something special for y'all, especially amidst, um, coronavirus. So, um, yeah, obviously you can feel free to give us a follow, a shout out, uh, share anything. If you all shout us out, we will also highlight you in our story on Instagram. Um, if you haven't already followed, um, feel free to take a look at two, the number two, Happy Hose, which is H-E-A-U-X-E-S. Um, and the email is the same at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you. And I don't have a, a little quote that I say <laughs> at the end of things. Like Chelsea says, keep it classy, sometimes trashy. Um, I'm just going to say bye and leave it at that.